is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of November 11th, 2018. This is the road to 2020, and this is... The XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Vince. This week, we're hearing from you going coast to coast. We've got a new member of the executive team in the XFL. And we've got a soft date for our cities to be announced. This is episode 41. And we are ready to rock and roll, strut and stroll because Vince is back, Jake. He's here. Last week we talked about championship cities. We're going to get his thoughts on that. A lot of people called the voicemail this week. The XFL fan line blew up, and I know, Jake, you can't wait to hear it. I cannot wait to hear it. I'm wondering if they're going to agree with our pick of Vegas, who, um, Vince, you were in last week, I believe. Did you did you sense any excitement for the XFL out there? Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily for the XFL, uh, you know, there's a lot of buzz in the in the city for just football in general, though, and uh, and certainly for the NFL uh, with the Raiders coming to town. Uh, the stadium the stadium is underway under construction, uh, and it's going to be a big barn. I don't know if it's it's appropriate for the XFL. Did you get a look at the stadium? I look. At yes, the, I at the, at the groundbreaking. I did. Like I did. I got Vegas? a very good look. Uh, they are underway. They are ready for some football. Does it look like it's going to be more fun than uh, old old Vegas? I like downtown. Uh, no, this is zip lining. This is going to be new Vegas. Oh wow. for sure, uh, definitely. And it, it's it's going to be exciting. There's no doubt about that. They're ready for the Raiders to come to town. Uh, but Vegas is all about football. I will say that uh, on on Sundays uh, in Las Vegas, gambling is is and on football is what it's all about. And they are ready for it. And it's going to be like that in all across the United States as more and more states legalize sports betting. In uh, Pennsylvania, I believe, December 1, we're going to be able to go to the casino and bet. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, Pennsylvania, one of the states that approved gambling, uh, sports gambling, very early on, but did not have any casinos licensed for gambling until just recently. Uh, three or four casinos jumped on. Uh, several in the Philadelphia area, and then in the Pittsburgh area, one casino jumped uh, and jumped on a license. So very soon, Pitts, uh, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, all of Pennsylvania is going to be joining New Jersey, Delaware, and Mississippi for sports gambling. Uh, so it is running wild, brother. And we all and we all know this is very important, not only to the XFL but the AAF, which will have very big gambling components. And we'll, uh, obviously the championship for the AAF is supposed to be very big. For, they're going to have per-play bets we talked about last week. And people chimed in on that. Thank you for calling the XFL fan line, everybody. 724-565-4XFL. We will be going coast-to-coast listening to what you said on the XFL fan line this week. 
We also have some big news from Oliver Luck, who did a radio interview this week. And we have a new hire to get to. But before we get into everything this week, as always, I know Jake likes us to keep things tidy, keep things in order. So let's do what we do, and let's start with the cover two. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. All right, first up this week on the cover two, we have a new senior VP, that's Vice President Jake, of football operations in the XFL, and that is Doug Whaley, a former general manager of the Buffalo Bills for about four or five seasons, and uh, he is now the man who's reporting directly to Oliver Luck and will be uh, head of all football ops Big, big announcement this week in terms of the corporate structure of the league, Vince. Yeah, uh, Doug Whaley, this guy, he his official title is going to be the Senior Vice President of Football Operations for the XFL. What, what do you think that means exactly? <laughs> that's a good question because that's kind of what I thought Oliver Luck was. Well, he's the, <laughs> Oliver Luck's the commissioner, so he's in charge of not only the football operations, but... The marketing, the rules over. He's the the czar. He's the man. He's the guy in charge. He's the king of the XFL. I I think this guy is going to be you know a kind of a second in command type type dude. He, so he's like the sheriff of Nottingham to the Prince John. Well, yes, of, I, of that's that's what Oliver I would Luck. say. Yeah, and you know this guy, uh, he he comes from high pedigree. He's got a lot of experience. General uh, manager of an NFL yeah, franchise. Yeah, he was a general manager of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, before that. He was a pro personnel coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you know, he, he's a uh, for ten years. I yeah, see. yeah for the for the Steelers. That means he had a hand in, in putting together some of the best rosters the NFL seen in the yeah, last yeah. two decades. Uh, gentlemen like Lamar Woodley, Lawrence Timmons, Troy Polamalu, you could all thank uh, to, to Mister Worley. You got at least Whaley. one Hall of Famer in there. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, it may be borderline a couple more, but cornerstones of great defenses, no doubt, this yeah. guy. Ring of uh, honor, guys. Maybe yeah, guys yeah. Retired and, you know, and, and I'll tell you something I like about this guy. You know, he puts uh, his passion into his craft. You know, a guy who was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Doug Whaley. Attended uh, Upper St. Clair High Football School. Factory. In, Penn, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, attended the University of Pittsburgh, played football there, collegiate football, and then put his passion into his hometown team, Pittsburgh Steelers, helped build a championship there, and then went on to be a general manager of the Buffalo Bills. This is a guy that puts all kinds of passion into his work, and I expect the same thing from the XFL. I really do. I think it's a, it's a solid hire resume-wise. Jake, what are you expecting from the VP of Football Ops? Doug Whaley. Well, first I need to ask Vince. Uh, Vince, since you've heard out this news, how many times have you emailed dwhaley at xfl.com with the previous <laughs> seven-on-seven league? <laughs> well, it's not going to be a seven-on-seven. Seven. We've already established. If you go back into the archives, you can look at listen to our interview with Oliver Luck. He kind of puts that to rest. Uh, but I will say that, uh, you know, this guy here, uh, only 45 years old. Okay, you know, you know, youthful uh, exuberance. Yeah, he, you know, he's got, he, he's got that, you know, youthful eye 
on this league right here. And I think that's going to be a nice contrast to Mr. Luck. I got a quote uh, from him if you want to hear it. I would love to hear that. This is Doug Whaley talking about being named the VP of Football Ops for the XFL. He said, quote, I would like to thank Oliver, that'd be Oliver Luck, for giving me the opportunity to help bring their vision for the XFL to life. I'm excited to get started knowing we have a lot of work ahead of us. Nothing is more important than developing a fun, fast-paced game that football fans will embrace, and I look forward to making this challenge a reality. He's all in on the 2020 10-week season that will uh, commence here in less than two years. Jake, a guy from Western PA, a football guy, hired as the, uh, I'm going to say Oliver Lux Enforcer. That's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> the Enforcer, Doug Wiley. Yes. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I mean, it sounds like, you know, Oliver Luck, he's at the livestock auctions, you know, p- picking the best steers. And um, Mr. Wayland's <laughs> going to be the butcher, you know, putting out a good product there. You you're read his resume, you know, the teams that he put together in Pittsburgh. Uh, but they just they did just bring him along this week. I wouldn't read too much into Pittsburgh getting the team. You know, if anybody no, was no, thinking no. that, I would not read no. read into that. I don't. I don't. We, we we said a while back. I highly doubt uh, the Steel City gets a team. But uh, Oliver Luck said some things about Doug Whaley. He did say the quality on-field product is paramount to the XFL's success. Um, we all know that, right? Doug Whaley's most important job is going to be what, Vince? It's the quality of the play. It's going to be definitely making sure that the game is actually good. It's the good. quality of the play. And uh, Oliver Luck said that Doug, who is tech savvy and a firm believer in analytics. Brings football credibility and a strong work ethic to the team. Uh, Jake, how important is it that the people running the XFL are tech savvy and into analytics? It's important that somebody on the league is into that stuff. Someone around here needs to know math. <laughs> somebody knows Snapchat. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, senior VP of football operations, I consider that more of. Uh, you know, on on the field play, um, you know, well, signings, free agency. That's I I don't think of them as a as a tech savvy position. Really. Well, te- tech savvy I think is very important, but but analytics is a load of horse hockey as far as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that's just people that are you know don't understand the game or, or relying on numbers uh, to to create a mirage for them. Uh, but you know this guy. You know, you know. We said he, you know he's a young dude. He understands uh, the, the power the technology wields in today's demographic, and he he's gonna help uh, Oliver Luck. It's you know Oliver Luck. We talked about it. He was going to that technology conference. He clearly understands. You got to be on the forefront of getting your product out there through technology, and that's what this league is all about. Getting the product out there and having a good product to preserve for everybody. Does anybody expect to see uh, XFL jerseys show up in Fortnite anytime soon? Yeah. <laughs> that, that that's honestly a legit possibility. That, that's very wise. The NFL did that this week, right? I mean, if the imagine if the XFL got ahead of that and did that. <laughs> yeah. If they only had cities and teams, they would have been able to. But the NFL's on if, the, if only Vince McMahon was like, "Damn it, this Fortnite!" Yeah, the, the cutting edge. The NFL is on the cutting edge of that. I mean, you gotta, you gotta just think about all the kids now that are seeing uh, all sorts of, you know, Dallas Cowboys jerseys in their video games doing the uh, what do they call this dance? The shoot, the shoot. The, that's the Pizza Hut dance. I call it the Juju and uh, AB dance. 
But that that's something the XFL is going to definitely be thinking about is incorporating itself into the pop culture and the technology. And Doug Whaley's now a part of that team, and that's a big hire. Senior VP, Vice President of Football Operations for the XFL, Doug Whaley, former Buffalo Bills general manager. Last week, the second part of our cover two here, we discussed the title towns, where the XFL championship should be held. Vince, you missed last week's show. You were in Vegas, and that is home of the AAF's first two championship games. Give us two two answers. First, your thoughts on the AAF doing those games there and having those games there. And second, where do you want the XFL title game year one 2020 to be? Well, first of all, very, 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 very smart uh, for yeah, the uh, a- the alliance to have their championship game in Las Vegas. I mean, a a destination for people, you know, regardless of whether you're you know a diehard fan or uh, of your XFL team or not. You could just say, "Hey, I'm going to Vegas, and I guess maybe I'll catch my XFL team there in the in the, in the championship yeah. game." You know that that's what it's all about. You know they don't have a great stadium there that is an XFL friendly stadium. I would say you know they're going to have this big barn, this new this new stadium for the Raiders, and then they got this old college stadium Sam for, Boy. for the UNLV running Rebels. Uh, so you don't really have that good medium ground there, but you know. That's the that's a you know an entertainment mecca Las Vegas, uh, so I'm all about it there. Uh, One thing I I think the AAF title game is going to be like ninety percent comp tickets. Oh, absolutely! I mean, there's going to be a lot of comp tickets, regardless. But you know, as long as you're putting butts in seats, does it really matter? All, that's what we said last week, though. All that matters is that on TV, it looks like a lot of people are there. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. And you know, in fact, maybe it's like you know. Hey, you know, uh, you know, come watch our football game, and we'll give you ten bucks in free play or something like that. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, something like that may happen. I, I, I listened to your episode last week. Uh, I think you talked about New Orleans, maybe. I love the Superdome. As uh, you know, I don't know. Superdome, it's we the know. the best place for a big event. Uh, absolutely. A large barn. You talked about Tulane Stadium there. I don't, I don't know. You know, it, that's another situation where you either got this big ass stadium, or you, you got you know this, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, piece of crap little uh, barn there. So you got to have you got to have something in the middle. Not too many places have that, but you know, New Orleans, Las Vegas, Miami. You got to pick something that has a an entertainment destination that people want to go to. You know, if you're in Omaha, Nebraska, nobody's going to care and want to go to your town. I mean, I don't think it would be detri- detrimental to the Alliance if, you know, after the championship game, you find out a week later in, in a leaflet or, or some type of pamphlet that there were a lot of comp tickets. <laughs> I, 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 would, I don't consider that a bad thing. Well, Vince, I, I had a feeling that's something you would you you would kind of lean towards what I was saying last week and be on the same page. Everybody took what our discussion last week and they ran with it and they actually reached out to us. Everybody, thank you for interacting on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at XFL Show. So much reaction to last week's episode; it was fantastic. And this week we get to hear what some of you said because we do have that that awesome. XFL fan line 724 565 4XFL. 
And many of you called in, gave us your thoughts on the XFL championship location question, and a lot of other opinions on XFL-related stuff. And uh, that's what it's for. The XFL fan line is 24-7, 365. You could call at any time, leave us a message. We'll play it on the show. 724-565-4XFL. And with that, the cover two is over with Jake. Jake, are you ready to go coast-to-coast XFL and hear what the people are actually saying about the league right now? It is November of 2018. We are just over one year away from the kickoff of the first season in 2020. Are you ready? We are, we are a podcast of the people, so let them breathe. This is your show, XFL fans, so let's hear from you. It's time to go coast-to-coast coast with the XFL. The uh, title game should definitely be held uh, at the top-seeded team in the playoffs home location because the reason why the NFL has a fixed location for the Super Bowl every year is because people plan trips all year long to go to the Super Bowl. No one's going to be planning trips to go to the XFL championship game. If you want to grow the league in the markets um, where all the fans are, you want to put the title game at the home field of the team that really deserves it. Golden State Rush. Decided the gold rush back in 1849. California, the West Coast, cannot hold up football teams. Golden State Rush is perfect. Sleep on it. Hi, guys. This is uh, Leo from Massachusetts. I just recently found your show. Um, looks like you guys are 40 shows in, so I'm still catching up. There's so many different topics I wanted to go over, so I'll try to make this uh, brief. Just to answer the question from your last uh, podcast, um, the neutral site uh, should be in New York, and uh, that's part of the reason why I'm calling. I feel that um, New York has to have a franchise, and it has to be a franchise that plays in New York, um, whether that be at City Field, uh, whether that be uh, Yankee Stadium, or even Columbia. That has to be New York City. No uh, New Jersey, New York, New Jersey franchise um, or any of that, or an upstate New York kind of team. It has to be in the city. Um, the way you trump the alliance of American football is you have football in major markets. So I, I don't know if the league is going to try to jump the NFL um, uh, and tr- try to open up in markets where they've been teasing like London or Mexico or even a franchise in Toronto, but uh, the XFL truly wants to go big. They gotta go New York, Chicago, LA, Las Vegas. Um, and then you could throw in the Oaklands, the St. Louis's, the Houston's, the Portland's, um, those kind of franchises there. So uh, hopefully that gets announced soon. It sounds like there's a bit of a delay there because uh, I think it's scheduling and finding the right stadiums. Um, so I think that's kind of the story there. Um, you guys mentioned a few podcasts ago, uh, potential coaches. There's a bunch of retread possibilities. The Rex Ryans of the world, the Jack Del Rios, uh, Eric Mangini's, Lovey Smith's. Uh, two guys who are on potentially on that list are part of the Reimagine Committee. Um, that's John Fox and Jim Caldwell. Um, there's a few other guys out there. One guy I think that's under the radar that would be a good hire as an XFL head coach is Joe Lombardi, the grandson of Vince Lombardi. Um, he's currently with the Saints. 
he's their quarterback coach. That would be an interesting hire because he actually coached in the XFL for the for the Hitmen. Um, he was on that staff with Rusty Tillman. So if they ever started a franchise in Milwaukee or even in New York, um, grandson of uh, Lombardi would be pretty awesome. Hi. Um, just a few other things. Um, you guys haven't talked too much about rules. Sounds like they're going to keep the foot in football in the XFL. On Twitter, I posted a million different uh, suggestions for uh, on the uh, hashtag rewrite the rules. I'm kind of hoping the league eliminates punts. They're going to have kickoffs and onside kicks and all that. I'm okay with that, but I'm kind of hoping they uh, eliminate punts altogether and it's four downs to get ten yards and the team takes over with the drive stalls. Hey, this is David again. So here to answer your question of uh, the episode 40, it was, the title is uh, Title Down. So what city should be should the XFL million dollar game or championship game be held in? I think you got to go big. you got to go to the big cities. I say L.A., New York City, maybe Orlando, one, something like that. I just think it would not be a wise idea to go Vegas because the AAF is going to Vegas in their championship game. Although I do think a good idea would be to put a team in Vegas. I've been campaigning for a team in Vegas for a while. seems like I'm the only one to actually do that. Yeah, I would probably preferably have it in L.A., uh, one of the stadiums there, one of the smaller stadiums, like where the LA Galaxy play. I forgot what the name of that, that stadium was. But I, I'd play it there. Uh, you gotta go big for the championship game. And, uh, I just have a question though. Uh, I'd like you guys to talk about this. So, of the major NFL rookie quarterbacks, uh, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, which one of those, which one of those quarterbacks would you like to have in the XFL? I know it's not gonna happen. But I'd just be interested to see what kind of a what, what kind of quarterback you'd like to see in the XFL. See ya. Hello, this is uh, Michael Shorkey, and the thing is that I really do think that either in the XFL or in the uh, AAF uh, at some point, you know, like one of those two leagues, that there should be a team in Michigan. I really do think that, I mean, Michigan hasn't had a winning, uh, you know, fo- pro football team since 1983 with uh, the USFL, the Michigan Panthers. And the thing is that Michigan really does deserve, you know, a winning football team because we, we do produce pretty good football players, both college and professionally. And the thing is that we really should have, you know, a winning team. And unfortunately, due to what's been going on with the Detroit Lions, um, you know, like because they're essentially cursed, you know, from, from what I've heard. But, you know, it's just that we've been having a stroke of bad luck, haven't won a championship since uh, before the merger with the AFL. It's just... It's just really heartbreaking for Michigan football fans. And we just really want a winning team. And we think that it would be best if, you know, like, say, the XFL were to put in a team in Michigan. And I'm not 100% sure that Detroit would be the best place uh, for an XFL team uh, because, you know, it's diehard Lions fans in Detroit. So I was thinking... 
you know, maybe placing them like, you know, Grand Rapids or Kalamazoo, um, and, you know, having them on that side of the state uh, would, you know, definitely draw in a crowd. And I've actually even talked uh, to the mayor of, uh, of Grand Rapids, um, sent them an email, and they said that they would possibly look into hosting and, you know, allowing an XFL team in Grand Rapids. You know, so I definitely think that, you know, the XFL or, you know, you know, one of those leagues should definitely have a pro football team in Michigan. You know, and, you know, it's Michigan really does deserve its own winning football team. Hope I haven't taken too long and uh, hope you guys talk about this on the show. Hey, this is Leo from Massachusetts. I just wanted to throw out a head coaching possibility for the XFL. Um, Mark Tressman was recently fired um, from the CFL there, and I think he'd be a good fit for the XFL, especially if they're instituting a shorter play clock. He has uh, NFL coaching experience, and he's won the Grey Cup several times, uh, been coach of the year over there in Canada. So I think he could be a possibility um, if he's interested in coming back to the States. Um, to be a head coach of one of the teams. Who knows which team that'll be, but I think he's a possibility. XFL, coast to coast. Nothing like it going all across the nation, hearing from all the XFL fans. I mean, that's like taking a plane and going state to state, hearing from everybody, but we just sit here on the podcast and we hear from them all. It's fantastic. And Vince, you look like you have a million things to say reacting to what everybody was saying. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of good stuff there. I'll start off with the first gentleman that talked, and he talked about the the championship game being held at whatever team had the uh, best best record. record. I'll say this. I, I think that's an excellent idea, especially if you want to boost attendance for that championship game. What better place to have it than the team that's winning the most? Uh, you know, um, I believe the Pac-12, when they first had their championship game out, out on the West Coast, uh, they had their first couple championship games at whoever had the best record. And I think that's, that's an excellent idea, you know, because, um, you know, this is a championship game, but... Are really people going to be that on board with their team? Not certainly not the level of the Super Bowl. Uh, so th- I I think it's a good idea if yeah. you want to put butts in seats. It, it's what the XFL originally did, and that it, it does make it's a it's a logical thing. Obviously, we'd like to see something hyped up and be big and have people travel to it. Obviously, for year one, that might be difficult. That's why Vegas is a great idea for the AAF because you already got people there looking for something fun like a football game to go to a championship game yeah uh, may, maybe a place like orlando or new orleans would fit into that mold as well but uh shout out to uh, some of our unknowns remember if you call into the xfl fan line we want to hear your name and your city what you who you're representing and where you're from and and who you are so we can give you credit i believe the person who called in saying what you just referenced vince was an unknown we'll give a shout out to unknown calling the xfl fan line but leo in massachusetts david michael everybody who called in this week all the unknowns who didn't give a name we appreciate you jake i mean you heard people talking about a bunch of stuff there uh what about what are your thoughts on the golden state rush are are you gonna sleep on it and think (laughs) about the golden state rush as a potential team 
Well, first, I didn't know we had enough tape in the answering machine uh, to, to gather all that. Uh, to answer the Golden State rush, uh, I mean, I'm not against it. Uh, I, I just – it, it, oh, it's a good name, you know, the rush. Uh, rush. It seems rush. like they should be rush. a little closer towards the Canadian border. Uh, but, yeah, if, if, it, if it happens – A little closer to the heart, if you will. Uh, it, if, you know, if this – if this Golden State team is true, uh, that's perfectly fine with me. Let's just, you know, let's wait a little longer. Don't, don't rush things. Think about it a little more. Yeah, I mean, that, it's a good name. I, I like I like the teams. We got yeah. our, our boy on uh, on Twitter saying Portland Vampires. We know how, <laughs> how passionate they are about that name already. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> we're, lo- we're loving all the reactions we're getting. People already yeah. having their team names and everything for their cities. Yeah. You think if the Portland Vampires, uh, if they are a real team, would their would their uh, would their motto be "Suck it"? <laughs> That'd be really good. It's easy easy marketing there, and I'm sure the Vampires and the Rush would have some great rivalry games too. Golden State Rush obviously would be playing in NorCal. Oh, uh, for sure, yeah. yeah. And we also had some great stuff there from Leo in Massachusetts. Can't can't get enough of Leo. Fantastic uh, calls there. Uh, giving us all sorts of advice there and rewriting the rules. Vince, your eyes popped when he said no more punts. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting proposition there. Uh, you know, we've talked, you know, the AAF, they're not going to have kickoffs. Uh, so, you know, that's something that, that people are but experimenting with. But remember the famous with. quote from Oliver Luck now, we'd like to keep the word foot in football. He did say that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I still think we're going to have punts. I still think we're going to have kickoffs. I still think the kicking game is, is going to be involved. Kicks. Doug Flutie style. Uh, yeah, that could happen. I know Jake yeah. loves. The I would hope kick. so. You know, you know, incorporate maybe a mixture of uh, football and Aussie rules. Football <laughs> yeah, is what we're going to happen. Yeah, and then we had David call in, say, asking all of us. Let's go around the horn here, uh, Jake. A rookie quarterback you'd like to see maybe uh, f- fall out of favor, I guess, in the NFL and wind up in the XFL. Yeah, I do like this question here. I, I think the most realistic answer is. Um, you know, the the quarterback, the rookie quarterback that has the best chance of being in the XFL is the one that's doing the worst, uh, you know, I, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, I mean, I, out of those names, I think uh, I, I think Baker Mayfield would probably be at the top of my list. Uh, not necessarily that he's he's the best rookie quarterback by, you know, by a long shot, but just personality and name recognition. I mean, could you imagine an XFL title game featuring – Baker Mayfield versus Johnny Football. That's be like a dream. That's got true. money written all yeah. over it. My, <laughs> my money's on Lamar Jackson. He's going to get his shot, though. I think Flacco's nursing some injuries. Lamar Jackson's well, got an opportunity. Uh, first to, of all, let me tell you NFL. something right now. You know, you know, guys, Darnold and Rosen and Mayfield. These guys got a shot. You know, I, it's specifically Darnold. I think the world of this guy, but you know. Guys like Jackson and and uh, the the, the and the, the kid in Buffalo. Oh, Allen! These guys are trash, bro. <laughs> oh, I, I'm serious. <laughs> you know, you know, Lamar Jackson. This kid ain't even lining up a quarterback a lot of the time. You know, you know, quarterbacks get paid to throw, not get paid to run. Well, he's gonna get his I, shot though. Flacco, Flacco's got a hip issue this week. I don't care. You know what kind of issue he's got. You know. So they, you think he's bound for the XFL? I, I yeah I, I, I say, I mean, I say you, when we go to the AAF championship game, are you going to bet on Lamar Jackson? Well, I mean, he could make a good wide receiver in the NFL. 
So, I mean, I could see that happening, too. I don't too. know if he can. I don't uh, know if he has the hands. Josh Allen, you know, this guy, you know, th- this guy's garbage, man. Well, Let, let's be honest here. I mean, this guy ain't going to make it in the well, NFL. Well, he's injury prone yeah, you know, already. He's I mean, proving. I mean, and, you know, is, is the Alliance or, or the CFL going to be buying for his services? I mean, I, I could see that, you know. But, uh, you know, I'd say Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, these are the two guys that are going to be in the XFL. I'm not saying I want them in there. I'm just saying that, you know, they're not going to make it in the NFL, so I, they'll be available. I'm hoping all eight teams have a Heisman quarterback. That's what I mean. <laughs> well, well, yeah, uh, it's possible. Eric Crouch, Eric Crouch still got it. <laughs> <laughs> and and then we had uh, Leo actually got one. He snuck one in there last second there. He got in twice. He's saying Mark Trestman fired in the CFL, former Bears head coach. Lots of experience. He seems like a very, very likely XFL head coach candidate. I, I mean, Jake, would you want retreads like Mark Tressman? I mean, if they're the best that's out there, yes. I I think it's better going from a head coaching position to another head coaching position. Or, or do you want more young guys? I mean, you, do you want to go retreads? Do you want to go young guys? Like the AF has Michael Vick at offensive coordinator. Would you want the XFL to think about maybe giving a guy like him a shot at just being a head coach? I would be okay maybe with that. Maybe a player that. coach, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think you want to go all old or all young, you know, a, a mixture of both. But you, you got to get the best guys – well, actually, you don't got to get the best guys out of, out of, you know, you don't necessarily need the best. You need a mixture of the best and coaches that that the television audience knows. Well, everybody who called the XFL fan line this week getting us talking about all these different things, thank you for calling us. And remember, the fan line is always open for you to interact with us. We'll play you. And when we go to XFL Coast to Coast, you will be heard. Remember, the XFL is listening, 724 565 for XFL, that's how to get your voice heard. Of course, you can always tweet at us at XFL Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, the website. This is the XFL Show.com. Without further ado, it's time to get to the main part of today's show, and that would be Oliver Luck doing another radio interview, giving a lot of information on some things. If you guys are ready to hot read, I'm ready to hot read. Let's do it. Let's rock. It's time for this week's hot read. Blue 58! Blue 58, go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper, flip, caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drop, buster, Burr, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. We need cheese! We need you to fuck, fuck! Hey, Seattle! This week's hot read, guys. Oliver Luck was on 97.3 The Fan in San Diego, California with Dan Saleo for another interview, radio interview, similar to the one we had with him here on the podcast. Remember, everybody could go back in the archives, listen to that one. I don't think anyone had Oliver Luck on their show longer with more detail than we did, but he did give some great updates here with Dan Saleo on 97.3 The Fan. Finally, we have a a soft date for city announcements. Early December, I know we were told the fall, it was vague. We were told this month at one point, but now it's going to be early December, Vince. 
Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you go by the, you know, moon or sun calendar, this is still technically early December <laughs> is technically fall, which I don't believe in. Uh, but, but uh, you know, we are getting some. We are you supposedly going to get seasons? some. I do, I do, but just, I do, but just by months. Fall to me is September, October, November. Nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> but uh, Jake, I know this has got to be heartbreaking news for you. I know you wanted to push this off just a little further, <laughs> but uh, for a nice Christmas present, maybe. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I twenty nine a twenty nineteen Christmas. Present. I am just dying to to hear what these cities are. Uh, and you know, I just cannot wait to hear him. And I, I hope we do end up hearing him in uh, December. Uh, there must have been a lot of, uh, you know, workings on finalizing stadiums, yeah, and exactly, and all, all of, of the like. Yeah, Oliver Luck in this interview with Dan Saleo did say that leases are being finalized, and that's kind of what uh, went into the delay here. Um, but they are they are going to have them finalized, and cities will be announced early December. Yeah. And, Finally, and, and, and just to put some perspective on this. You, you know, we're, we're, it's you great know, though because now I could buy whatever I'm, team I'm going to root for. I could buy my merch before Christmas. You know, you know, we're, we're, you know, some of us at least are bitching about how, you know, this these teams aren't announced yet, and like, oh my god, you know, we want to know where these are. The Alliance is starting their league in just a few months. I mean, this is going to be a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. You, it's gonna be a, you really think they're going to be a train wreck? Absolutely. They're having a bet for every single play? <laughs> and just all right, all right. So all of you know, five thousand people at the game are okay. going to be able to bet you know, live on you know. Oh my goodness! Uh, it does seem like Charlie Ebersol is saying, you know, we know the things the XFL did wrong, but he is kind of doing a few of the things the XFL did wrong. The initial run, which was throwing teams together kind of hastily with not a lot of time to prepare. Yeah, I mean, if it really is about the quality of the play, which we which we, we know think it is. It is yeah then how could you possibly, you know, do this? I just don't get it. I mean, you know, we went through the list of names of players, and, you know, there's not many, you know, notable names on this list. I mean, I'm sure... Well, they do have Zach Mettenberger. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm sure these guys are talented, but you can't just throw them into a team and expect that they're going to be able to execute plays. I mean, you know, maybe they're going to reimagine the game. I I don't know. And, you know, have some sort of, like, you know, wide-open, entertaining game, but that's not the vibe I get from these guys. So you're thinking having... having over a year of knowing cities and teams and then going after, you know, putting the structures of those eight uh, those eight franchises together the, is a little bit better of the, an idea than what the, the A. They're not going to be forced to rush into this situation. You know, I mean, are all the rosters even announced? For for the for the alliance, most of I'm, the rock, most of the teams. Are I know rocked. we had I know we had this combine a while ago, which we were present at. Yeah. But uh, you know, I mean, what what say you, Jake? I mean, are they really going to be able to put together these rosters and in a couple months have you know really quality games? I mean, the XFL they look like they're going to have you know probably teams and outs. I would brought roster six months in advance. I would say. I mean, that's that's kind of what the the AF did, though, right, Jake? I mean, that's September was when they started announcing rosters. I mean, they knew what they were in for. Whenever they only gave themselves a one year head start, 
so you know they're going to put a team on the field you know whether it's it's the best quality of football out there that is still yet to be seen but somehow you know if these guys are serious about this which they're putting in a lot of money which makes me believe that they really are uh, you know come hell or high water there's going to be a team out there that knows the playbook i believe yeah this uh aaf uh league is i think very interesting and the fact that they put the rosters together in September doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they're practicing and putting their teams together That's at right. that time. So they're pro- I'm sure there's, you know, some team building going on as we speak in November of 2018. They do have February of 2019 to get on the field. The XFL will have team n- names and cities announced in December of 2018. That is over a year before kickoff. That gives them plenty of time to get coaches and players and that also Oliver Luck in his interview with Dan Saleo uh, said that coaches are being vetted as we speak. They're going over names. And those will be announced in the first quarter of 2019. So by April 2019, we'll know the coaches of the XFL. Yeah, that, that's huge because, you know, the coaches, they're going to be ones making this happen. You know, they're going to be the, the guys that are getting these teams ready to play, regardless of who the personnel is. So, and Oliver Luck in this interview was saying, like, it's, it's boring stuff to fans, you know, putting team structures together. But no, it's not. Who isn't fascinated with they're going to put these coaches and, and the, the personnel people of all these teams together? I'm interested in knowing who those people are because they're going to be the ones building up franchises. That's absolutely interesting because the NFL, you know, you got – teams already these are being built from scratch these xfl teams it's interesting as hell yeah it's not it's not like uh you know in the off season of the nfl where you have free agency and where maybe you know you're shuffling 10 guys back and forth and you got mostly the same team 40 new men on every team yeah 40 men 40 numbers that's the way you got to look at it you're going to have a team put together, and you got to get them meshed all together because it's all about the quality of the play. That's what it's all about. you got to get all these guys on the same page to put on a good product, and it's going to take some time to do that, and the XFL is allowing ample time. The Alliance, I just don't see it. I really don't. Jake, with the league staffing up right now, Oliver Luck, uh, you think he, you think he's on a, on a good schedule right now? I know you're all about schedules and sticking to schedules. What do you think of this XFL schedule, their timeline as we speak? Uh, no, I, I agree with it. You're not rushing into this too early. A lot of people saying, you know, well, are you still going to be around in two years? Am I still going to be invested? And I, and I think the answer is yes. You got to take, listen, a, a slow burn is always better than a flash in the paint. <laughs> and, 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 that is why Jake's on the show. Honestly, listeners, everybody, the reason why Jake is on the show every week, he is a timeline expert. He's an expert in time management. I mean, he watches football and he rips hairs out of his head because he sees how these coaches bungle time management. And the XFL right now doing well, staffing up at the right times, announcing things at the right times. But in this interview, also, Oliver Luck kind of let it leak. I, I don't know if we do this officially, at least. But Dan Saleo of 97.3, the fan in San Diego, 25-second play clock will be a thing, much like the CFL. He said conditioned athletes will be a premium in the XFL. Yeah, now, Alan, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, You've played tackle football before. Uh, 
in the NFL, it's what a forty-second play clock. Mm-hmm. I want to say in college, it's a forty-second play clock. High school, probably something very similar to that. I don't know what it was like in California. Uh, they do Not things twenty-five. Little, they do things That's a, a fast bit, pace. They do things a little bit different out there, but twenty-five seconds is fast. I mean, you think about even making a substitution. Uh, and then allowing the defense to substitute. That's what, at least 10 seconds right there. Uh, so, you know, if you're substituting something, somebody... Let me ask uh, you a question. Do you rather watch sub-package football or just fast-paced football with personnel that has to be on the field? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know because, uh, you know, I do enjoy the chess matches of sub-package football, but also sometimes I don't want to sit there and wait for, oh, you got to substitute and we got to substitute. And, you know, sometimes I just want to, you know, get Nothing the shit going. Nothing pisses me off more than seeing a referee hold the ball waiting for substitution. Oh, my God. Don't even talk to That's me about it. That's some of the it. worst things you could see in an NFL game. But so let me t- let me ask you, Alan. It's exciting. You know, could you have survived in a 25-second play clock oh, when no. you played? Hell no. I couldn't have. That's what, you got to be a great athlete to play in a 25-second play clock. You need to... Your defensive linemen need to be able to have wind and and not be just you know big loads, but guys who could actually. All right, well, so you brought breathe. up a good thing there. So you think it it advantages the offense in a twenty five second play clock, and points are what people like. Yes, it, yeah, I, I think this is going to be good for offensive football. Jake, what say you? I mean, it could be an all no huddle game out there, and and yes, I I do think the defense is going to be more blowed up than the offense about this. Uh, but they are worried about the speed of the game. They do not want as much downtime. And this 25-second play clock, that is definitely something uh, that's going to speed way. up the well, game. Well, I, well you game say – Under three hours, too. Well, you say speed up the game at 25-second play clock. Just because you have that doesn't mean that – I think the game's actually going to take longer – if, if you have a 60-minute ball game at 25-second play clock because then you're going to be calling more plays, probably more incomplete passes and stopping of the clock. You could. It's going to take even I longer. Mean, it's, it's possible. cramping, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, cramps, yeah. player injuries. Well, let everyone, that's this week's question we're asking you, the 25-second play clock. I mean, you could obviously ask us or answer or say whatever you want. But the 25-second play clock, very interested in what you think of that. The XFL will be going with 25 ticks. That's the XFL is going to be doing that. The XFL going with Not 20. the Alliance. The, Alli- the XFL. I believe the Alliance is going 25 as well. They're both and, and, going. T- and Vince, we don't know the quarter length either. Right we don't. We do we not don't. know. We just so know the games are going to be completed under two hours. Yep, and, and, con- and conditioned athletes will be, as Oliver Luck said, at a premium. So let us know what you think about that at XFL show. Of course, the XFL fan line. You can call in and answer the question. 724-565-4XFL. Also in that Oliver Luck real quick, that interview he had on the radio in San Diego, he said uh, no NFL allocations, but opportunity will be there for players to leave and go to the NFL. They're looking for players who at least want to be in the league, the XFL, for two to three years. Oliver Luck also very confident Traditional broadcasters will carry their four games every weekend, so we can anticipate a TV announcement 
sometime which in the he next did, handful he, of months. Which he did talk about on our interview. Yeah. Uh, he, he said a lot of the same to, things we talked to him about yeah. in that regard as well. But I very much encourage you to go listen to that interview, Oliver Luck with Dan Saleo of 97.3, the fan in San Diego. We retweeted it. And uh, you can check that out at XFL Show on all social media outlets, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, guys, I think we've covered it all this week, a jumbo-sized edition of the show. But when a lot of news like that comes out, new personnel announced in the front office of the XFL. So many fans calling into us, we had to make it extra long. Yeah, a lot of things happening, and the thing is, it's still over a year away uh, from the XFL kicking off in 2020. Uh, lots to anticipate here. I just cannot wait to see these team and, names. And, and yeah, and we got <laughs> we got uh, early December, and and still the thing is that we know that even this far out, we still know what the main focus of the league is, Vince. Yeah, it's the quality of the it's play. the quality of the play. Jake, anything left before we get out of here? Uh, Vince, what do you say you and me go down to the rivers and we split a grand on the Memphis Express for the AAF <laughs> championship? You know I'm down. It's all legal now. <laughs> I'm betting a grand per play when I'm watching the AAF. <laughs> <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> well, probably not. I, maybe when the podcast takes off, I'll start doing that. Everybody, thanks for listening. Remember, the show drops every football Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern. So please subscribe. Please leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Give us that five-star review. And, hey, maybe we'll read your review on the air, good or bad, indifferent, whatever. Just leave us one. Helps with the algorithms. Helps spread the word of football and the XFL to the universe. So, for Vince, Jake, I'm Alan. We'll see you next week. This is the XFL Show. And remember, Vince, tell them. They're listening.